Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ABC's new parenting show, Parental Guidance Recommended, started last month. In it, the comedian and mother of two, Terry Siakis, coaxes some high-profile Aussies into sharing their parenting tips and fessing up about some of the challenges and the failures they've faced up to along the way. And the big takeaway seems to be that the rich and the famous aren't any better at parenting than the rest of us. Picture this. It's 2010 and a top-knotted lawyer is cooking his way into Australian hearts and homes. We were a nation of innocence. Before Adam Liao was crowned Master Chef, who among us had even heard of a snow egg? About five million people tuned in to watch Adam win that finale and it is still the most watched non-sporting event in the history of Australian television. He's now written five books, hosted his own TV shows and still has time to be the funniest guy on Twitter. But what you might not know is that Adam and his wife Asami also have two kids who are off the charts cute, like ridiculous. Adam, what are you feeding them? <laughs> if you ask my daughter, it would be broccoli. She, she often tells us that Broccoli is the secret to why she's so cute. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is, I wish my kids thought that. <laughs> I'm Terry Siakis. I've got two kids, and one of their favourite snacks is Twiggy sticks, which are pretty much just schmackos for humans. And this is Parental Guidance Recommended, the podcast where I track down famous people and ask about their other job parenting. Adam, everyone on this show brings in a little sound bite from their life at home. Let's take a listen to yours. Okay, okay, Papa no kamite. Se no itadakima. Oh, gomen. Okay. Broccoli. Broccoli. Broccoli, how I want to ask you what's going on there. I, I did catch pickles. I was, I was just, I was laughing because uh, that was my son saying, uh, talking about the, he was eating some carrot and cucumber pickles and he was like, is this raw? And I said, no, it's pickles. And then he's like, but it's hard. Like it has to be raw. And then my my wife said, yes, it's raw. Anyway, it was just a, not even funny, but it was just, <laughs> I was just remembering it from dinner the other day. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your family. We heard all their voices. Tell us, tell us who we were listening to. So that was uh, my son, Christopher, he's five, and my daughter, Anna, who's two, and my wife, Asami, whose age will be undisclosed. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. She didn't agree for you to explain that away. <laughs> I, so. didn't, I didn't ask. I just go on the, yeah. the assumption. She didn't sign a waiver. What are dinner times generally like at your house? I, t- I take it from that. They're very conversational. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty good. Um, 
you know, we don't... Once we get them to the table, the kids are pretty well behaved. Getting to the table is uh, another story. You know, they come home from daycare and they want to play and do other things and... Um, generally I want them to sit down and eat as quickly as possible so then I can get them in the bath and then uh, get them to bed uh, at a reasonable time. So it's uh, always, a, always a bit of a fight to get to that point at the table, but once yes. they're there, they're pretty good. And are they good eaters? Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They go through, I mean, all kids go through phases, but um, sure. they tend to be uh, fairly adventurous. They'll give thing, most things a try. If they don't like something, um, they're happy to try it again. You know, I think that's that's a really important thing. Gee, that's good because a lot of kids, if they try something they don't like, that's that's it, strike it off the list, it's done. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I change it up. So, you know, if, uh, if they don't like carrots... Um, Boiled, I might try it roasted or try it uh, pickled, as my son was eating then, and um, they're happy to to readdress it in all of its different forms. It's not just like it's orange, it's carrot. I'm not going to eat it. They'll yeah. they'll come back to it again. But you know, if they don't like boiled carrots, they still don't like boiled carrots. You know, you can't force them into liking something that they're not going to like. Yeah. Uh, tell us, Adam, what what sort of parent are you? What's your parenting style? When I was growing up, my family was a little bit different because both my mother. And father didn't really have fathers. Um, uh, both died when they were very young. So neither of them. Uh, I mean, they were both excellent parents. I've got no no sure. issues with how it was brought up <laughs> sure. whatsoever. In case uh, either of them may not listen to this, uh, <laughs> but uh, they had so many different challenges. You know, migrating to another country. My grandmother was living with us. Us as well. Um, they went through a divorce when I was quite young. My dad was living in the country, and you know we all turned out pretty great. I think me and my brothers and sisters. But it was not you know an easy job parenting us. I don't think at all. Yeah, right. And when you say brothers and sisters, how many in your family? Well, I've got. Uh, let's see if I can get this right. A brother and a sister, and two stepsisters, and a stepbrother, and a half brother, and another adopted sister. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's quite a clan. Yeah. Yeah. We all kind of lived uh, together and apart at various times. Yeah. And was it was it kind of a noisy family? Was there always something going on? Was it was it tumultuous? Was it exciting? What was it like? You know, when, when we were a big blended family of six kids, that was frantic as all hell. Um, and then I think it got uh, even more frantic when the seventh was added and then we all kind of moved apart and lived separately. I lived uh, sort of by myself from when I was about 14 with uh, my grandmother sort of part-time uh, just for educational purposes because I was going to school in a different city to where the rest of my family was. So it was, it was um, <laughs> no matter what type of upbringing you can Imagine I probably had it at some point in my life. Yeah, right. It was all in there. Mm. You mentioned that you lived with your grandmother for a time. Having that sort of multi-generational spin on the, the parenting that was done for you, is that something that you want for your kids or that you seek out for your kids as well? Uh Yes, definitely. You know, I, I, if not just for their benefit, for my own, because grandparents are fantastic. <laughs> we, are you talking about offloading, Adam? Is that what you're talking about? I, I wish I could do more. We, we <laughs> um, unfortunately don't live in the same city as any of uh, the, the grandparents and uh, that makes life a little bit more challenging for my wife and I. But when we get the chance for them to spend a bit of time with Japan, in Japan with their grandparents on the Japanese side or in uh, China or, or Adelaide with my parents, we certainly jump at the chance for that. Yep. 
And obviously you keep the language alive and well at home, as we heard in your your audio, that part of your culture is obviously very important as well, imparting that to your kids. Yeah, we, we, we do. It's, it's always a challenge trying to like, raise kids that are multilingual. You know, they've got Japanese pretty well. Um, I think both of my kids spoke Japanese first yeah. uh, rather than English. Um, Chinese is a little bit more of a struggle. But they tend to, because uh, my Chinese actually isn't, uh, perfect or even that good, to be honest. To, but the kids, when I speak to them in Chinese, they tend to respond quite sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> like they're heckling you? Or yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, their English is coming along great as well. The good stuff about parenting, Adam, what do you love about being a dad? Oh, the, the kids are just brilliant, you know. They're, they're so funny every day. They're so interesting. They look at things um, in interesting perspectives you know I think you can get to a certain age and a certain period of your life where you start to get a bit jaded with with just about everything that's going on around you and um, when you have kids you just don't have that luxury or that opportunity or that risk of becoming jaded because everything you kind of get to go through life twice (laughs) in a way you know you see everything as you did when you were a kid and then you start to see it again um, uh, through your own kids eyes. Do you like being able to um, introduce them to the things that you love? Obviously food is a passion, but are there other things that they get to a certain age and you go, right, now I'm going to show you this thing and we're all going to get a real kick out of it, <laughs> or you're going to turn around and go, nah, I'm not interested in that? I, 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 I do love doing that and it is constantly disappointing for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, I'm glad I'm not the only yeah, parent that it happens you to. You can't take it to heart too much, but you go, okay, Kid, you know, I've been looking forward to taking you to your first football game for, you know, since you were born and now we're finally going and they're like, at quarter time, can we go home, please? This is boring. Yeah, right. So you don't do that thing that every other parent at the footy does and go, right, quarter time, here's the iPad. Now I'm going to enjoy the rest of this football match. You've you've done 15 minutes. That's enough. Have the iPad. I haven't, and I'll enjoy I haven't the tried the iPad. Actually. I, I usually bring toys and I'm persisting with the toys, but then they get bored of uh, everything. And um, we tend to... I never thought... I'd be a person that left the footy at three-quarter time, but I've sort of become that now <laughs> yes. through no fault of my own. <laughs> I still remember my first footy match. My dad's a Richmond supporter and I remember going to uh, VFL Park back in the day and I remember loving my first football match. It was nothing to do with the game. It was everything to do with... That was back in the day where um, you'd take the yellow pages with you <laughs> and every time Richmond kicked a goal, like you'd rip little pieces of the yellow pages like confetti and oh, chuck it up brilliant. in the air. And I reckon I did that for about four quarters straight <laughs> Adam Liao on Parental Guidance Recommended from the ABC, presented by Terry Siakis. The audio producer is Ariel Gross, the producer is Rachel Fountain and the executive producers are Monique Bowley and Kelly Reardon. And that's about it from us. You've been listening to Headlong Surviving Y2K, the eternal life of the instant noodle from the BBC. This is Love and Parental Guidance Recommended. And if you've found something great to listen to, then let me know at pods at rnz.co.nz. From me, Richard Scott, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll be back next week. See you. Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If it's helping you find new stuff, then please do consider rating or reviewing us on iTunes or the Apple Podcasts app or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts from to help other people find us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let me know if you'd like to hear fewer shows longer clips or more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature. And if you can mention it to a friend or family member or subscribe to RNZ The Podcast Hour, then I'd be pathetically grateful. Thanks a lot.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.